Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Live. I'm your host, Anthony Donardo. With me, we have Tyler. Tyler, happy Wednesday. Yeah, it, it was almost Thursday because of me. <laughs> it's, it's, you had a two-hour, 40-minute buffer there. Almost. Almost yeah. Thursday. Just a touch. Just a touch. But your hair, that's what matters. We have oh, a show yeah. tonight. The very first show, technically, of MLB Free Agency. We're back. The blog is back, Dardo. I guess we have some like news and notes to like really talk about here. We could kind of open up with that, couldn't we? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sure you had this whole big reveal planned, and I just said blog's back. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't. Well, I was just gonna go like into our normal type of show and stuff, and you saying the blog is back is what enlightened me to say, you know what, maybe we should take a step back and talk about this. Because you know, we've been saying on Twitter and such. There's been a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And I know like we've kind of teased it here and there, like look out, you know, but most of it is, uh, is out. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're pulling a full on 2017 on everybody right now. Yeah. We went back inside. <laughs> we were, we took the clock backwards. Um, Maybe not as far as some Pirates fans would like, not all the way back to 2015, but we're close. We're trying. We went all the way back to the NS9 roots. We did. NS9 started as just a blog with Ryan and I, and I said, the only way I'm joining is we do a podcast, and we did introduce the podcast, and then we X'd the blog completely and made it just a podcast, and now we said we're going to bring the blog back. So we're sorry, everybody. We apologize. Yeah. And I'm really sorry because I've actually written a little bit, which if you've ever heard me speak on here, you probably don't want to see anything I write, but hey, now you get double Tyler, so you're welcome. You guys hear me speak. You don't want to write. And guess what? Better news. The blog is back. I'm not writing. <laughs> I am not going to be part of that. Uh, I'll, I'll never say never, but there are zero intentions of me actually writing but let's take the attention off of that Tyler you have written a few blogs already one's published but you've actually written a few blogs already and it's only Wednesday yeah um, that was the old Mike Tomlin there never say never but never and also everybody that was very happy to hear that Nardo is not writing he's editing so Equally, no, I'm not that. doing that either. Well, I mean, you're looking over it, and making sure that my grammar is correct. Which no, I haven't done that either. Well, I mean, that's like, all Kenny. You're supposed people wondering. To. Kenny's pretty much like running the blog. So shout yeah. out to Kenny for a lot of this. Actually, I mean, like we're... all of you guys are participating. Yeah, and I say that all of you guys. Uh, but Kenny's the one like pretty much manning the blog. So like, shout out to Kenny for doing this. Yeah, Kenny's the man. 
And he's funny as hell. No one, no one deserves credit on North Shore Nine. Yeah, but man, that's not what we do. Kenny's here. good. Kenny's good, man. No, he is. <laughs> I don't like complimenting anybody ever for anything. Hence your series of vlogs. Yeah, but man, Kenny, Kenny's already gotten some chuckles out of me. So yeah, so the blog is back. On top of that, as we kind of announced as well, we're now officially part of Believe, the podcast network. Pretty, pretty cool. Uh, hopefully some cool stuff coming out of that as well in the future for, for us and you guys. Um, and yeah, there's, there's still some more things in the works. I'll say that. There's a couple new shows coming out. One's debuting this Friday. So Cody, as people may know Cody, right? He does a lot of our day game post game shows because you know all of us have real jobs and Cody no he just luckily for us works nights at his real job working actually TV way better and cooler than any of our jobs but uh so he's doing a whole series of just like one-on-one interview styles bringing on people like pirates related the first guest is of course the fort Michael McHenry uh and, and yeah like it's it's much less like pirates stuff it's more about the person just wherever it goes so that's coming out that's debuting this Friday there's already the second show's already done. Not going to release that guest yet. Uh, there's another podcast, new show that's coming out that hasn't been released as of yet. But Tyler and I will be on the first show. There's a lot of stuff coming, guys. And then and there's still more. Basically, the Narder, we're just letting everybody know that you, yourself, me, Jim, we're not the talent. Everybody else is the talent. We're just here. Cody's the talent. Cody, Kenny. <laughs> That's yeah, Cody and Kenny are actually talented. You just see us. Yeah. We're the face. That's fair. Naturally. Obviously. That's why Jim's not on tonight. Exactly. We wanted to make sure the faces of NS9 were properly represented. Exactly. Actually, funny thing is Jim's actually with Neil. Yeah. Jim and Neil, I think, met for the first time. They're they're grabbing a few drinks right now. Yeah, they're probably hammered. But Neil and Jim are together. Like again, like how it's kind of ironic and cool, but and then there's us holding on for and... and not the fort as in Cody and Fort. Right. But anyways, it'll be off season, officially underway. GM meetings officially underway. Importance of the GM meetings, not a ton, other than that kind of like kicks off a lot of the legwork of like the stuff that you see happening in the winter meetings or forward right any trades a lot of stuff like a lot of leg work gets started right now typically um now granted though also gms don't speak so there's really not a whole lot of information that you're probably going to get from that other like, like for instance today the big news i guess we want to talk about today it's reported that the pirates are hopeful to sign andrew mccutcheon that's what the gm meetings are about <laughs> They're hopeful they can sign the person that they could literally just sign because he is going to do anything he can to just be here. They're hopeful they can make that happen. Yeah, so I kind of feel like we could have reported that about, I don't know, four months ago. We actually should have. I'm pretty sure we could have reported that in February when he said, fair. I'm finishing out my career here no matter how it finishes out. <laughs> that is <laughs> As fair. long as they want me here, I'm here. So if you're hopeful to have Andrew McCutcheon, you can have Andrew McCutcheon. You just got to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, though, 
I don't know. It's it's a weird time of the year. Everybody's hunger for news is kind of at its peak, um, or at least it's building up all the way up to the winter meetings, and then it really, really just gets big there. But right now, it's just, you know, everybody's just looking for any sort of hope going into 2024, and it's not just Pirates fans. It's everybody, but we feel like we're probably a little bit more... I guess hungry for some free agent news because we've just been starved for a very long time. Yeah. I mean, the irony and like, okay, let's just talk about this. MLB free agency is quite different than I feel like every other league's free agency. Like the night, like literally the, the minute it opens up in NBA and NFL, there's just a mad dash of signings that happen. Like all the top free agents done. Like it's done. Yeah. collusion doesn't happen there uh it's they're done right, <laughs> right. and in baseball fragency opens and you just kind of kick back for about a month and say okay now let's start right and and so right so like what you're saying is not only do you have that problem that even though fragency is open you really don't see much of anything until about the winter meetings pirate fans haven't seen any like notable fragency for like four or five years yeah and like you just said though we don't even see it until January, February, really, as a Pirates fan, and even a baseball fan in general, since probably like 2018, 2019, there hasn't been much early free agents action, and I don't foresee that happening any earlier this year. Well, I'll say this. I feel like last year was a little bit of a a change. I feel like last year... Yeah, maybe a little bit. Shockingly, more things happened, but it was completely egregious like the the past few years before that. Yeah. Yeah, right before... yeah. Were dull as hell. Yeah, it was basically well, not even the roll five draft because that didn't happen for two years. But yeah, that's that's a fair point. They were really so, dull. Yeah, so maybe maybe we are getting to the point where some of the free agent action starts to happen a little bit more early on, hopefully, because it'd just be nice to maybe have some of these free agents on or in the organization before spring training rolls around. That'd be great. Better point. It'd be nice to talk about this team that's supposed yeah. to be competitive maybe before 2024. Like maybe start to see these changes. Yeah. That's some true. excitement. You know what's happening also this year? Pirate Fest is back January 6th. True. It would be nice to have Pirate Fest and maybe introduce a free agent or two or yeah. three. Or not to go to LeBron chant, but you know, like maybe then maybe have some maybe have some excitement for Pirates Fest this year. I don't know, maybe have Andrew McCutcheon signed by then too. That might help. Yeah. Just be nice to just give me something, man. I don't know if I could do another like three months of podcasting waiting. <laughs> give us something to blog about, baby. There's a lot of guest shows coming up, guys. <laughs> I know, right? We got we got some guests lined up. We got some people yeah, rolling we in. Have to. Maybe we don't have to slam them all out in one week to talk about all 17 free agents that don't really matter in February. Right. But like that's that's part of it, right? So like it'll be free agency. This is going to be a long, drawn out off season, as it always is. So like it is what it is. And we'll talk a little bit of today or tonight, I should say, you know, about what the pirates would do. But actually, Dave brings up a good point because I think this is going to be a big factor this offseason. Um, he, I mean, he's pointing to the, the Pirates sense. Like, until Pirates TV money is settled, I don't expect them to spend too much, even less than usual. 
this is a major factor among many teams in baseball also. You know, last year, MLB said it's guaranteed that they'll, you know, if if they don't have the RSN, you know, MLB picks them up, it's guaranteed they'll get 80% of the revenue. But that was only guaranteed for that year. We don't know what's going to happen, you know, this year. There's no there's no guarantees that any team will get 80% of what it was before. So I don't know if that means it could be less. I mean, it could be, right? There's no guarantee. Yeah. But until, like, there is any actual defining moment in that, teams don't know. So, like, that's not even just a Pirates thing. You, you, you hear San Diego, like, the Padres took out a $50 million loan, which coincidentally happened right after Bally's went bankrupt for them. And now they're selling off. There's many other teams in the same situation. So, like, are they going to be buying in when they're not certain what their you know their money's going to be? Yeah, I mean that is a very very big unknown. So I guess I guess maybe we're we don't want to talk about it. Maybe we're fortunate that the Pirates didn't spend money for the last like five years. So that rainy day fund, all that BAM money that we complained they didn't spend. Maybe that comes into effect here and we don't have to watch them fall off and go down to another $30 million payroll just because they can't afford in their words to uh, really compete. But Hey, I don't know. There's a lot of unknowns going into next year. It's, it's kind of scary to be honest with you. Sure. <laughs> also maybe scary for me because like I've just bought cable and I would like to be able to watch Pirates on cable if I'm going to pay for it. I'm locked. I'm locked into a two-year contract. Can we maybe like stay on cable? It's all about me, Donardo. If, if we're talking about personal preference, also, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if there's like an actual divisive, you know, side of this or whatever. But like, I would prefer like an RSN. Like, if Nesson does come in, I think I would prefer that outside of like MLB. And I would assume they would have like a streaming option and the cable option for both sides. Right. So they, like both parties are happy because I just think that's a better product outside of just like this MLB coming in. But at any rate, something has to happen, you know, and like it should, hopefully it needs to benefit the pirates. So the pirates can have an off season of spending, but like, you're kind of right. I've kind of thought about this too. If many teams are worried and they're not going to spend, like, is that the new inefficiency, right? Like the pirates, exactly. The pirates stockpiled their cash, right? They bought them out for four years. Because actually, you don't know is Bob Nutting is a brilliant business mind. And he saw this coming. He saw all this coming. He saw COVID happening. He saw the RSNs crashing. He's like, this is the time to trade off. We're going to word it around as a rebuild. But we're just saving cash because the inefficiency in 2024 offseason is money <laughs> people won't have it and hey. we will and when the padres spent all those because they were foolish during this time because they didn't see it pirates gonna capitalize and they're gonna win a world series this year hey he didn't see the newspaper industry dying but damn it if he didn't see mob <laughs> rsn's dying he found that one <laughs> he learned from his mistakes that's really what happened Everyone knows once the newspapers fall, RSNs is next. Bob, exactly. Bob saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, catcher framing, RSNs. That was step two of the master class. Right. All this time we've been talking trash. 
we are not galaxy brained. That's the problem. Yep. But it's Sweet okay. Boys. Now we're seeing it. Now we're seeing the light. God, it's terrible. <laughs> How do people listen to this show? There's your next block. <laughs> yeah, you want to get things turning? <laughs> it's rock and roll, baby. <laughs> Bob Nutting, the best businessman in MLB. Um, but anyways, no. Somewhat of an actual serious point to that that we've ran off this little riff for is I do think that can be advantageous to the pirates. Like they, I'm not going to say like they're going to spend money, but maybe people start falling into the price ranges because there's not like this true bidding war or people aren't spending cash. Uh, and so that might help them with free agency. Like maybe some of that you might normally see being 100 million, they're 80 million. I'm not saying the Pirates are going to push the 80 million by any means, but like that's what I'm getting at. Maybe, maybe they will. Yeah, and the, shopping I mean, in a different part of the store this year. Yeah, and I mean the other part of it, maybe some of those teams don't go after that guy that's going to be like two years, 30 million. Maybe they offer him one year instead, and the Pirates are in the ballpark now. Um, I guess the part that kind of sucks about it is that if we're if what happens where they go to Nesson, it would kind of suck to have your revenue tied to another major league baseball team. Like your television rights are owned by the Boston Red Sox. So yes. And like deep down, I don't understand how that's legal. <laughs> I don't know either. You know, but... like, I don't understand. I just can't, pro I'm sure it is. Right. But it's just like, that's just crazy to me how the Red Sox are like monopolizing on other teams. Yeah. Like they're they're creating a business, they're selling it to other teams and buying up, and they're profiting off of it to well, maybe not go to payroll, maybe they're in pockets, but they could put it to payroll. So like you're you're helping fund the Red Sox, which like ultimately it's not like it's the Reds or the Cubs, right? But that's 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 dirty. I just feel dirty with that. Right. Yeah, it's a little weird. Um it would be very weird if that were what comes to fruition, but Hey, if, if that's what it takes for them to maintain a revenue where they don't turn into a team that has to rely on MLB TV money, it's probably for the best. It, it would just be very awkward for probably a year or two. Cause can you imagine watching sure. a pirates game? And then there, for some reason, some Red Sox ads come through on like commercials and, I mean, really, they can do whatever they want. You know how you always see like those commercials for like some like Amelia Island in Florida, like for vacation yeah. destinations. You're gonna start seeing like commercials for Boston, like yeah. come come vacation in Boston. And it's like with that terrible yeah. accent, right, right. But um, no, I mean honestly, like, I look at this in the sense of you don't not make a trade like in division because of spite. Like if it works for you, just do it. And like I'm with you too. Like it, it feels it is dirty, but if it's in the best pirates' interest to do it, you just do it. You don't not do it because you're also lining the Red Sox pockets a little bit. Would you rather be owned by the MLB? But it's like the Penguins MLB are doing it too. Or, yeah. Would you rather be owned by MLB or just another team out there? I don't actually know that answer. True. But at any rate, we still really haven't talked about free agency yet. But no, like again. Haven't. We're getting this kind of ties into it. Like I, I do, I do wonder and question, like with all the uncertainty of the RSNs and 
the TV deals and no matter how what direction they're going and such of how much teams are willing to spend it. Like, like the Twins have talked about they're cutting back, right? We already heard the Padres are, right? They have a loan out. They're in debt and all this stuff. Then maybe teams aren't going to be spending as much. And here's the Pirates. Like you said, they haven't spent anything. They should have, they're, they're getting free money every single year from all the teams already. Now the teams can't spend money. So it's like, we're going to use your money that you gave to us that you no longer have yeah. to buy these players that you can't buy. And uh, yeah, again, I, I think, I think this helps the pirates, but they're also in that situation too. So I'm, I'm not really going out there on the ledge and saying the pirates are going to go all in, but advantage a little bit to the pirates here. Yeah, I guess like to put a bow on it would be my thoughts are that maybe we don't see it affect the Pirates as much as we would some other teams. Because I don't really know how much more it could change from what we've seen in the past with them. It does seem like they've stockpiled some money. And it from what we've heard, the TV deal wasn't big to begin with with what they had with AT&T Sports. It wasn't like it was giant and like some other teams we've heard. Yeah, I mean, all things, that's really nothing compared to what we've heard some other deals be. Sure. I mean, it was a step up from about the 35 they had before. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still, it's 50 million, but it, right. It's not like it's 200 million in like some right. other teams. Did. So I don't know that it really affects the Pirates, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see, man. So let's, let's dive into a little bit here. Um, I don't know like what direction we really want to go here, but we know the pirates needs, like we know they need starting pitching galore. Mm -hmm. Certainly need a first baseman, potentially like an outfielder right now. There's already been with free just kicking off, right? There's been articles out there about like players being attached to whomever shout out to our blog. Kenny wrote an article um, about, you know, some of those players, right. Who's been attached and talking about them. Uh, Neil, wrote an article talking about like five pitchers. He would maybe not so much like to see, but like there's probably a link with the pirates based on like their slide or their yeah. usage, stuff like that. So uh, I guess, I don't know. Like, do you want to just start on just some random players? Like, yeah, let's just go random. Link to? random. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. All right. Kick it off. Well, the one that I think really caught my eye was one that Kenny wrote about. Um, and it's more that it, it just never crossed my mind, and I don't know that I would really want this guy, but I could be enticed to it. And the first one, just personally, I want to talk about is a little bit of just Jason Hayward. That was the one I found probably okay. the most interesting because he does kind of fit a need with this team. They don't have good defensive outfielders. Correct. At this point <laughs> in his career, is Jason Hayward that Great defensively. I don't know that he plays center field that well. Um, he can probably still hold down right field pretty well. They have a guy that doesn't really play right field that well. Which also, like, we really don't have any idea how it's going to be utilized. Right. That one kind of caught my eye a little bit, I guess. Just because it's a name, I don't know if we've ever, ever heard attached to the Pirates. I think a lot of the guys that we hear brought up with the Pirates are guys that we've heard before. Um, and even looking at those lists, you've heard those names at least in passing before. Jason Hayward's not one I think I've ever heard attached to the Pirates. 
if you look at the skill set, I guess it does kind of fit as a fourth outfielder. But I just don't know that the bat's going to play well enough to really even be in Major League Baseball anymore. But the skill set alone, I think if the price range was there, I I might be able to be talked into it a little bit. This was, I don't want to say odd, but like you talk about, no one's like linked them, but even like us just talking about other outfielders and like whatever, like no one's even brought up Jason Hayward. So like when he saw him listed there, like even Kenny said, it was like, hmm, like I didn't think about this, but now that I see it, hmm, maybe. And like you're saying, like there is a fit. The fact that he plays right field and now he played 12 games. Like he's at Dodgers last year. He played 12 games in center field. Um, so like he can, like the abilities there per se, right? He's not like your everyday center fielder. So it's okay, right? I'm just kind of like, I don't want to say nervous, but he's had two like really bad years and then got signed to the Dodgers and had a really good year for the Dodgers. Like you talk about the bat, like he had a 121 weighted runs created plus. He was a two war player this year, right? Batted 269, 340, slugged 473. A nice resurgence at age 33. Like that's the other thing. Like he's 34, like he's older, but this isn't like you're signing 38, 39 year old Jason Hayward. It's it's old, but like it's it's a manageable old, you know. Like you don't like, you don't assume he's just gonna fall off a cliff, which it kind of already has done. <laughs> but now that he's back again, so yeah, like I feel like this is good quality depth. Yeah, and it's not in the same category as like a Nick Markakis, a Ger- Gerard Dyson. When we look at those types of defensive outfielders that maybe had some successful years, but you know they're not gonna hit at all. Jason Hayward, I think there's enough intrigue there that maybe if you hope hard enough, he could possibly hit with the Pirates, but I don't like to really put all those eggs in the basket when they're coming from the Dodgers because for some reason people go there and just find a resurgence. Yeah, they're good. I don't know, man. He, Kenny brings it up in the chat. like The intrigue's here because we've literally never heard his name attached before. Maybe that's what it is with me with him. But there's, I don't know. He's, he's at this point, it seems like he's still a professional baseball player. And God knows the Pirates could use some of those. Maybe he fits more of that Carlos Santana mold. professional baseball player. And I guess, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, they're all professional baseball players. But, but I guess well, he look, is. Does he fit kind of the Carlos Santana mold for you? Hmm. Like in what way specifically do you mean that? Well, I guess just to do it apples to apples, the Pirates have been very bad at first base forever. Carlos Santana could play defense there. Offensively, you're talking about a guy that's probably going to hit somewhere around league average. And might not. You, yeah. Like I can look at if he does but hit for league average. Santana and, was the same way. Yeah. I, I guess in that sense, Yeah. Maybe the ups, I don't know. Like the upside kind of was there with Santana too because of the shift. Um, and the upside for Hayward would be more of what he did last year. Yeah, that's fair. I think like, you're right. We, there was unknown with Santana. You, you felt like he could kick it up a notch because the rule, like the, the rule changes, fan shift, he could be better. Where last year Hayward actually got better. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it was the shift for him. I mean, of course, like you don't go from a 61 weight around the place to 121 because of the shift. But yeah, it was a nice resurgence. So like it's there. And like what gets me too is like the power. Like at age 33 is his best like slugging year. <laughs> uh, I, again, like I don't know if it's going to hold up. I mean, 15 home runs and 100, I'm sorry, and 377 plate appearances. Yeah, I, I don't that... know, but like, I I kind of like this because, you know, even last year for the Dodgers, which again, it's, it's the Dodgers. They're a good team, so you would imagine that's why he's like a fourth outfielder. But he played and had a I'm sorry, hundred. I keep saying that he played and had 377 plate appearance with them. So it was like a, you know, it wasn't a full time gig, and that's all like you would hope for for the Pirates. But if something were to happen that he's plugged in every day, much like how you're talking with Carlos Santana, right when. Choi went down and Santana had to be your everyday guy. Like it wasn't the worst thing in the world. So yeah, I guess I kind of feel that way. Like with Hayward, like if there was a massive injury and Hayward had to be your, your everyday player, I kind of feel okay with that right now. I would want better, but that's why like he is your fourth outfield right now with potential that he could maybe be an everyday guy. Yeah. And when you look at the underlying numbers, you're looking at a three eighteen expected Woba. That puts him around league average. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, you, if that's your fourth outfielder and he's, if for some reason he ends up being cost-effective there, I I don't hate going after that kind of guy. Like, I, I don't know if I'd pay more than maybe like $5 million for him a year. Because I think that can be spent elsewhere. Um, and I think you can find another fourth outfielder for probably cheaper. But if, if that's a price tag on him, the ability to play all, at least two of the outfield positions at a, one of a very good ability. And the other one, at least that a very good major league quality ability. I think you take that. So think of this aspect here. You just said like, if he's league average, like, you know, if he's league average, like, He's Connor Joe and Connor Joe. We talk about like he had a successful year this year, Mm -hmm. you know, like you could use a Connor Joe and, you know, foreshadowing some more about, you know, the offseason moves like first base is definitely a need. Connor Joe has played first base, right? Connor Joe is a, a righty who hits well against lefties. And so you could maybe see a platoon at first Connor Joe and another guy. And the Hayward is also kind of like a platoon of Connor Joe in the outfield. Like this is a good way of like Connor Joe can go outfield first base. And then based on the matchup is where you have the other platoon of, of Hayward or the, you know what I mean? Like this, I think this gives a lot of flexibility between first base and outfield as well with these three guys. Assuming you go also platoon at first base or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like and- fourth outfielder and mix up and, right. Yeah, I guess I guess the issue with it would be if Kutch does come back, then we're talking about there's a that kind of creates a logjam there because you still do have Henry Davis, and I don't want Derek Shelton to be tempted to make right field a platoon spot with Henry Davis and Jason Hayward. I think that would be maybe my biggest concern is that they'd try to just make Henry Davis into the bad side of the of a platoon if he does struggle, and I don't want to see that. 
but just as also maybe going a back depth to our option. 2017 days. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, as a depth option, I don't know that I would put this at like a 99% chance it doesn't happen just because I don't, I see the fit. I don't know that the pirates see the fit. And if they were to sign him, I don't know if he'd be used correctly. Which well, that's our fear with anything, yeah. Tyler, <laughs> you can attach that to literally every free agent yeah. we talk about tonight. Also, the amount of times he would be a defensive replacement for Henry Davis would probably be really annoying, depending how they use him. Uh, it might be annoying, but probably well, well earned. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna save some games that way. Yeah, but it's still be unless annoying. Henry Davis gets better, which he can, he could, which also that would be another concern, though, is that. Is there another roadblock in there where maybe he doesn't get the freedom to be able to improve like he could? But either way, I, I'm never going to be against the Pirates getting more major league caliber baseball players. Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like sign good players. Don't sign the bad players. Don't figure keep it out for the bad players. Uh, and I think Jason Hayward fits under that mold of good player. Yeah. Good enough for sure. So, yeah, that was kind of intriguing. Um, I mean, a guy I certainly want to talk about here also, like, it just, just like the more and more, it just seems like such a good fit. And, you know, God, I hate saying this, but Jim is the one who brought him up. And I know, like, we haven't, like, really, really talked about him. Like, the name's been thrown out there. But ever since then, like, I've kind of really dived into him. And Eduardo Rodriguez, like, that, that's just screaming pirate. And I think this goes to like what I was talking about. Like he's going to command a little bit of money. Yeah. But maybe it falls closer to the pirates price range. And I think the pirates could afford him. Like regardless, you know, well, maybe it, maybe the cushion softens a little bit and the pirates can certainly make sure they, they sign a guy like him because the twins aren't going and spending money and the Padres aren't going and spending money and elsewhere. Right. So Eduardo Rodriguez, like his slider, um, God, I had the numbers up here. Anyways, like his his pitch mix was was excellent. Like he's he's still a good pitcher. Oh, and yeah. the Dodgers tried to trade for him and he said no. Sound like location was a big deal. Comes out today that he says location isn't going to matter one bit in free agency. Honestly, Tyler, you're lying. I'm sorry, you're lying. That's how I, I look at this. For anyone who's looking at that and saying, like, okay, well, now this opens things up. Maybe the Pirates aren't in it because the Dodgers could sign them. No. Like, Eduardo, you're lying. Like, this is this is a ploy. You're going to say that so that way the Pirates can give you the money that you're seeking because they think they're bidding against the Dodgers when the Dodgers aren't in play because you don't want to go to L.A. because you've already told L.A. I don't want to go to you. So... You're you're lying. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just been a really solid lefty for a really long time on a team that could really use a solid lefty. This one kind of to me falls more into the pipe dream type of deal. I just I can't yeah. see it happening. I think there's some other fits as a lefty that maybe are more in the parts price range. I, I mean, I'll throw a party if they get Eduardo Rodriguez. I mean, he's 30 years old. The velocity hasn't really fallen off yet. Um, 
some injury issues this year, but we're talking about a three-win pitcher, man. The Pirates don't have those. Outside of like 2022, his his down year, like he's just been consistently a three-win player. So I have the numbers up here, right? And again, like he is only 30 years old. I mean, that's manageable. Uh, A 330 ERA last year in 152 innings. Uh, 11.3 F4 in four seasons. So again, he's basically like a three-war player every single year. Um, so here's the numbers on his four seam. 43rd best four seam in baseball, right? Plus seven runs on it. The uh, changeup, 41st best changeup in baseball, four runs on it. And then he had a 51st best slider, seven runs on it. You know, like his pitches were good. This wasn't like a guy who was just slider good or like slider fastball. You know, like he had three plus pitches. And yeah, he's opting out of a three-year, $49 million deal. So again, like you're talking about the Pirates, it's probably closer to the pipe dream that you're speaking of. But I don't think this is the guy that Pirates can just absolutely ignore and say like, oh no, he's certainly out of our price range. I mean, the Pirates need good pitching. There's, there's, we know what Mitch Keller is. Oviedo had a very solid season, up and down, but a lot of progress, a lot of positive out of it. You hope he's 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 there. Paul Skeens, you hope every bit of that number one overall pick is there, but he's still a prospect. He's pitched what, not even twenty innings in professional baseball. Yeah, like to add an Eduardo uh, Rodriguez as a lefty too into this, and knowing you have Keller, knowing that Skeens is coming, you know Oviedo's there. Like you can kind of start seeing a playoff roster as far as pitchers go and it's not like he's one of the best like you're not looking at the best one two three combo right but like you can start seeing a playoff rotation yeah and it's not going to cost you 200 million dollars like Aaron is probably going to cost yeah yeah he's definitely probably a good bit more into the pirates price range than some of the guys that we've talked about before but he's still i mean what are you looking I don't know what he's projected at to make in free agency. I would imagine it's somewhere around 17 to 20 a year, maybe like 15 to 20. I don't know if you're looking. I mean, I could look it up. Uh, Okay. But (laughs) either way, probably more in that pipe dream category. I like him. The career speaks for itself. He's still 30 years old. Four years, 82 million. So about 20 a year. 20 a year? Okay. Yeah, I mean, if that's the other problem is with him being already 30, he's probably looking for another one of them three, four-year deals. And again, he opted out of a three-year deal. So. Yeah, so. But he was going into his last year. But So yeah, he's probably looking for one more contract here. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I think... Yeah, at least got to kick tires on it. And worst case scenario, if he is in that price range, you can always trade him. They love their prospects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I get what you're saying. And it, it sucks. And I hate this mentality. And you got to get rid of it. But. 20 million a year on a player. The Pirates have a bottom out. Like, like who, who is under contract? Cabrian Hayes put up an MVP two month 
season at the end right there. And I'm not saying he's going to replicate that. But if he's anywhere near close to that, you're giving a three to five war player, potentially more, right? But three to five yeah. war player, $8 million at his peak. Yeah. Brian Reynolds, you're given like, what, 12 or 13 at his peak? Yeah. They can mold in and fit, especially for three to four years out, a $20 million player. Like, this can happen. We we can't build in excuses of why Eduardo Rodriguez has to be out of the Pirates' price point. Yeah. They have well, to be able to hit an $80 million contract of free agency one day. Like, what yeah. is it? Liriano's the highest free agent? Three for 39. What, 36 million? I think it was three for 39, but maybe 36. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. E- e- either or. It's yeah. embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Well, Denardo, let's think about it this way. They spent $14 million last year on Rich Hill and Vince Velasquez. Good. Did was they? it 14? Was no, it Velasquez was six? It's like 11 and a half. It's three and a half million. For okay. Velasquez. Was it three and a half? Okay. Well, then they spent. I don't know, sixteen million on Austin Hedges, Vince Velasquez, and Rich Hill. Three guys that okay, point really did point nothing. Taken. Nothing. Like Rich Hill ate some innings, but they spent like sixteen million dollars on that. And you, Troy, Vin and Troy. Troy in there. And we talk about like, hey, they spent some money, and like there were some yeah. positives, but actually, there's a lot of wasted money on that. Yeah, yeah. Like they threw away money last year doing that. You can. Do it for one guy. Can I be the counterpoint to what you're just saying sure. right now? You're right. We threw away money, Tyler, so we're not going to spend any anymore. <laughs> That's we're true. just going to build through the farm because free agency is a waste. Or we'll just do I it again that. so we can fill up more games played. There. But but you're right. And again, like that's you gotta get this mindset. Like $20 million isn't the end all be all. Like, oh, whoa, us with the pirates, we can't afford that. Twenty million dollars, guys. And if it's only it's if it's really a four year that. commitment, it's not that long term. Like, look at the way your roster's built. Guys are just now coming up. Like, they're hitting arb one his yeah. last year. Like, you're not you're not constricting your payroll. Like at any point, right? <laughs> yeah. You're fine. You're fine. Or, like, throw an opt in in there if you want to. He might want to opt out in two years. There's ways that you can figure this out that it could work. Mm-hmm. Um, Twenty million. But at any rate, man, I I I'm I'm more sold on Rodriguez every single day. Like every time I pull up, look at, him, I'm like, this is the guy. Like this is the good fit, right? It's not Aranola. I mean, of course, Aranola would be the great. Like, he would be a great fit. Yeah. But we know they're not spending two hundred million dollars anywhere near that. Rodriguez just seems like that perfect. He needs to be there. And what sucks is he's also linked to the Reds of MLB trade rumors. I don't want to see that happening. Don't go to the Reds. As a pitcher, you don't want to go there anyways. Come to PNC Park. That's true. Come to PNC Park. Yeah, let's go. And we know you don't want to go to big markets. You've already told us, even though you're telling us you you want to now. Yeah, plus you're a lefty. Right field's terrible. It doesn't matter. Like, we don't have a right fielder. That's fine. You're a lefty. Those are errors. They're not going to count to your ERA. Exactly. And you'll face a bunch of righties. They're not going to hit it over there. Yes, exactly. Exactly. They're not hitting home runs there. And when they do hit it, it's not going to count. It's an error. Your yeah. ERA is unscathed. 
It's the perfect spot. Henry Davis is there. You get all the errors in the world. We're going to conserve your ERA for you. You might not get the wins, but hey, we're in the generation that wins don't matter. People and nobody's going to be there to boo you. Well, maybe. <laughs> all right. Can I talk about the one that <laughs> it seems like they show up to boo people? As Austin Hedge is that question. That's true. Well, we just didn't understand how the uh, scientific art of catching. So true. That was our fault. Well, we might not understand the scientific art of pitching coming up this yeah, year. Yeah, that's true. Or right field defense. <laughs> Can I talk about the guy that I actually think is someone that might be more likely, but probably not? Yeah. Shamanaya. Okay. I, like I feel like he has been linked to this team since basically his second year in the league. I don't know why. I feel like he's always been brought up, at least in certain sections of the Pirates fan base where he seems like a guy that will end up here at some point. Mm-hmm. He's he's kind of still got it. Um, it feels like his results have never been what he's pitched to. Result-wise, he's always a little bit worse than what you see from him. I feel like he's always been more of a name than production. Yeah. Kind of going with the same but he's just always been solid, but not maybe maybe the name value puts him a lot higher than what he actually is. He's a lefty, I mean, small market guy. He did leave Oakland and wasn't really good this year either, but he just feels like a guy that will fit here. And like Kenny says, great hair club. Him and Andre Jackson. <laughs> that too. Yes. Ooh, the... The fanboys have some competition next year, yeah. maybe. Possibly. Yeah. But I'm with it. You know, and so MLB trade rumors links him at 222. Affordability, 11 million a year, two year commitment. Yeah. Like, I mean, Bob Nutting can handle that. So check mark off there. Uh, somewhat, somewhat of like a reclamation type project. Great. So check mark oh, off there. Tyler's, I think, I don't know, going pee pee. Uh, but yeah, uh, Sean and I, I think is a, a solid fit. Um, so no, I, I wouldn't hate that. Now I think the difference is, and of course that's why the money's there. Like, you know what you're getting in Rodriguez. That's why I want Rodriguez. I want more certainty this year. There's a lot of question marks and that's what worries me about like the Manaya's like, okay, if you get Manaya, cool. Like, I don't hate it. But I need something else too. Like I need something that's more sure, especially with this rotation. I mean, Mitch Keller is like the only sure-ish thing that's there, and there was only two pitchers in the rotation to end the season. It was Keller and Oviedo. So like this rotation needs a lot of work. I know there's a lot of players, right? There's a lot of especially like young guys that are there, but you kind of want them all battling for like the fifth spot, and you're gonna need depth throughout the year. Injury is gonna happen. Skeens is going to come up, as Neil says in his article, right after they're done playing the service time manipulation. But you don't know what Skeens is. Like, I'm hopeful, and I'm confident that would be good, but you don't know what he is. So just to have a whole lot of question marks worries me. Uh, and like you said, like, Manai was was okay, right? He was okay last year. Uh, he had a 4-4-4 ERA in total, 418. I'm sorry, a 390 uh fifth 117 innings but he did go to the bullpen and that's why i think yeah. felt like he really succeeded as a starter it was still kind of a mixed bag but uh 
yeah, like I said, like I don't hate it, but it's like if you go that route, I, I still want certainty there. Yeah, I mean, if obviously if we're given the option, I think Eduardo's the answer. I just don't know that we're going to be given that option there, Gennardo. I know, I know. And I'm still not on board to say like in Oscar Marine, I trust. Like right. That's the problem. We were absolutely at a place where it was... Holy hell. How do I forget his name? Who the hell is the pitching coach? Ray Searage. Ray Searage, yes. And we were absolutely at a point like Ray Searage, we trust. Whoever they yeah. sign, Ray will fix. Hands right. down, no questions asked. Right? So if like this was, let's backtrack again, 2017, and they signed Manaya, Cy Young candidate, he's good. We They're going to fix oh him. I'm not there with yet with Marine. But... Like Neil points out and brings him up the splatter usage. Like we know what they do. Like, like he fits the mold of what the pirates are doing. So, so maybe there is that, like I can see a scenario where the pirates can turn around and I am make up a, a decent pitcher again. Yeah. And I actually wanted to look into. Um, one thing real quick. I just wanted to see the difference between how well he misses bats. So as a starter, I mean, strikeout rate's still there. It's a decent clip. Um, mm-hmm. The ERA, like you said, he did get better as he went into the bullpen. But it's not like he was night and day a different pitcher in the bullpen. I guess maybe I'm just a little surprised he opted out of the contract. Because he did opt out, didn't he? Let me let me double check. I thought it was just a one-year deal. For some reason, I thought he like exercised an option or something. I don't know. Maybe I was wrong. I yeah. also want to say Neil didn't write about Manaya at all. So everything I just it, said he, about well, yeah, he was in the Kenny article. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he exercised the opt-out clause in his contract. Oh, okay. My bad. I thought it was just a one-year. I don't know what the option amount was, so. And I, I'm sure it wasn't much. Yeah, it must not have been for him to opt out. Um, but you said what? What was the contract projection? He declined a $12.5 million option. So yes, like the 222 but, makes sense. You're getting more yeah. longevity. About yeah. the same AAV. But also that's one of those instead of if instead of Eduardo, if you go that route and he's bad for a year, you can eat the one year rather than what might turn into which the Pirates do seem to be less risk takers when it comes to something like that. So maybe the fit's there. I don't know. The, the I guess the only concern I would have is that he just, I don't know that he would eat the innings that they would require. And they do need someone and, to eat some innings. Right. Well, they need two things. They need people to eat innings, but they also need good pitchers. They do. <laughs> like not they, just innings. Let's just go and get that's, 20 that's guys that are good, but can't throw more than 50 innings a year. <laughs> you know what? I'm for it. <laughs> if you sign 20 pitchers to a one million dollar deal, right, and you all have them pitch two games, nobody's ever gonna have a scouting report. You're good. Yeah, just mix it all up. You have, you have no idea what's coming your way in a series. Exactly. Unless they're Michigan Wolverines, and then they'll just go scout you while they're. I don't know, throw a minor league game or something. You just start, you know, you just 
stack them all up start some on the 15 day you know il some the 60 and just start yeah. stacking mixing them all in and good exactly that's all we need jim says seems like awful strategy absolutely well, it is jim's an awful strategy but they also thought that getting on base was an awful strategy yeah did you read moneyball see <laughs> i did piss off jim i didn't i watched the movie though <laughs> that's why no. i don't blog Fair enough. <laughs> but at any rate, yeah, I mean, I like I said, I don't hate it, but I don't love it at all. Uh, and, it, and again, if they do, I still like... I need someone else for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess that's the issue with Manai is that you you really have to go get another one if you're going there with Eduardo Rodriguez. You probably end up with more of a Vince Velasquez type as your other option. Manai, you almost And, and again, yeah. You like, like two it, of them. That's a good point. If I get a Manaya, I feel like I need another Manaya. Right. So would you want two of those or a Rodriguez and a Velasquez? I'm kind of with you. I, I feel I would much rather have that because I feel like the upside in like a Velasquez is probably better than like a Sean Manaya. Right. But it could be nothing, but it was a very low risk in that sense, too. But you know you have Eduardo Rodriguez. Like to me, that's that's exactly what I would do. I'm with you. I'm getting Rodriguez and bring Vince back. You know, again, you already had some success with him. Bring Vince back. He's cheap. You got so Rodriguez. I think that's the only way I'd be okay bringing back a Velasquez. Is that if you got a guy like Rodriguez? I don't want him to be like the headliner of look who we got. I don't need a hype <laughs> video like last year. No, no, I don't. I don't need a second hype video. I will Here say this. Though. Here we if we're talking about, <laughs> it'll be coming back too. Yeah. If we're talking about like the low end guys, right? And I mean, I've liked this guy. I've, I've actually really liked this picture. And I know we kind of talk about this strat league that most of us are in, but you, and I traded for him, and like I had this guy on my team, how much I like him, but like Luis Severino. Now, obviously, this isn't like the Rodriguez, like this is also like the Vince Velasquez territory. Like you're yeah. signing somebody else, and then you're also getting this guy. But I would love to take a risk on him. I don't know what's your point, but I would love to take a risk on Luis Severino. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, health is obviously a concern. I don't know what Very you're looking. Much so. I don't. I have no idea what we're looking at, like price wise for him. He's he's a free agent. Okay, yeah, I had to do math there. Um, but health wise, it's been not great. Um, the upside's obviously there. He's not old. It's. He'll be, yeah, he'll be 30 in uh, February. Yeah, and it's, and 30 is very young. Um, Especially on a guy who's not that many in yeah. him because he's been injured. Like, everybody I know is only 30 is like in great shape and super handsome and really good podcasters. But I agree. I said 30 exactly, not like, yeah, 30, not, not 40. 30. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, I'd kick the tires on him. I, there's upside there still, I think. 
I don't quite know if the velocity fell off at all last year. I'm just going to take a quick peek. No, I mean, the velocity is still there. Um, it's not like peak, Severino, if I recall, but yeah. yeah I mean, wasn't... 96.6 on the fastball last year. That's still pretty solid. Getting a guy out of Yankee Stadium in general is usually pretty good. Well, yeah. Now, what I'll say is his woes weren't just because of Yankee Stadium. I mean, he was no. bad. Like, he yeah. was bad, right? He was bad. There's a yeah. lot of risk in this. Health, he fell off a cliff performance-wise. But I still feel like there's stuff, there's something there with him. And if he can stay healthy, you can get a solid season out of him, potentially. Yeah, we- would you you say know, like he's a risk. He's a let's sign to a one-year deal. Let's try to fix you. And then you can move on to get your next contract at age 31, right? But we're going to do that for you. Now, but, he is but, a guy. That was in Neil's article. Again, because of his slatter usage. like And still like a good pitch. Like I, I'm not going to say I have faith, but like this is a very intriguing player that the Pirates <laughs> could is. get. There it is. Need the word intriguing <laughs> to be used at least one time tonight. At least. Yeah, I mean, intriguing, definitely. The strikeout numbers being down is a little bit concerning. But velocity still being there, you didn't see the walk rate go through the roof or anything. It did increase, but not right. But but it's not anything crazy. Mm -hmm. He's one of those guys that if the Pirates were to pursue him, he's one that I would like them to maybe tack on that option year the year after. That way, if it does turn around, we keep you. Yeah, I don't know if that's what he's looking for, but well, I don't care what he's looking for. Well, I know. Yeah. Maybe you look for a dance partner or not. <laughs> He'll find a dance partner. <laughs> well, give him a couple extra bills and tack on that year. Yeah, I mean, that's the GM will be so easy. Why can't they do this better? Let's go ahead and bring up this guy. As Jim says, Dylan Cease. This does fall into my Eduardo mm-hmm. territory where, okay, you got a good pitcher. <clears throat> this is a guy. Now, again, we're talking about price range. We can debate that. Again, there shouldn't be like an excuse. The Pirates could if they really wanted to. We already talked about the future payroll commitments, which is barely nothing. The two the, the two best offensive players, more or less, cost you in total $20 million like at peak value. That's it. You're getting two for the price of 20. So let's talk, talk about Dylan Cease a little bit here. Yeah, I mean, that was my pitcher. setup. Oh, you're, saying, I understand yeah. you're, you're five, well, two, but well, you said, like, it. hey, let's talk about him. I'm thinking, okay, go ahead and talk about him then. Yeah, he's a good pitcher. Like, pro. Probably like really good chance out of the Pirates price range. Um, when is he a free agent? I mean, yeah, I mean, he's well, never mind. He's under he's under team control, so it would take a trade, but they have the chips, they're not giving those chips up. And what did he make? 5.7. So, so we have a what about. 10, 11 ish million. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is one I just don't see happening. But I but do like think they have, like, there's a good chance the Pirates do go after an arm like that. Maybe not a Dylan Cease level, but 
I think that's their best route instead of this. Everything we're talking about with free agency, their best route so far as Pirates fans, I feel like for us has been these reclamation type of projects. If you really want an impact arm, I think it's going to have to come in this way. It's going to have to come through a trade. Probably. Probably. What I'll say to that, though, is... Yes. The Pirates, I'm not going to say, are putting like all their yes. chips in. Would you yes. trade Jared Jones and Lonnie White? Yes. As the White yes. Sox, you're, you're saying no to that in a second. Now, I let's make the phone call right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim says that might get it. I don't think yeah. that gets it done. I don't think that gets it done, Jim. I'm sorry. You're not on the show, so technically you're a fan right now, and I'm calling you an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is Dylan Cease on the level that Chris Archer was on when he was traded to the Pirates? <laughs> okay, erase that from our memories. But I still don't like. I, no, I don't think it's done done at all. No, I don't think it. But I also I think for this reason also. So like you talk about the trade, like making a trade, getting it done and such. That's where I feel. So if teams aren't willing to spend money because of uncertainty, they're going to pay and prospect capital for cost-efficient players, right? So like yeah. I feel like a Dylan Cease is going to command a pretty big market yeah, because of that, you know, right. like like for I don't know, I'm not gonna throw team names out there, but like for a team that doesn't want to spend a whole lot of money, but they can get a Dylan C's for like a like 10, 11 million dollars this year, we'll trade you and they'll fight over it because I don't have to also spend 200 million dollars to get Aaron Nola. So I think like potentially you could see the free agent market come down a little bit and the trade market price go up a little bit because that's about what you might find this year. If all this yeah. uncertainty is happening, yeah, you're talking about two years of control. Um, maybe it's just that we're probably lower on pirates. Normally, like as fans, you're going to be higher on your own prospects. I guess Jared Jones oh is God. like a decent prospect. <laughs> like White White Sox fans right now, yeah. like, oh my God, Jared Jones. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, these guys. Not. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of Jones, right? But... Right, but. Like, if you look at it, Jared Jones is still a pretty decent prospect there. <laughs> and we're just he like, is. we're just like, and yeah, he's reached no. AAA. Yeah. So maybe we're underselling our own value here, but I think Lonnie White's the big reason that doesn't get done there. You you probably need another piece in there. That's yeah. Better than Lonnie White. Um, either way, I, I think that. Dylan Cease is going to command a decent bit more. He's got two years of team control. He's still pretty affordable. He is coming off a year where he was down a little bit. Still, We're still talking I mean, about like a three, four win pitcher, man. His past, so the past three seasons, four and a half war, 4.4 war, 3.7 war. Now I understand the ERA this year ballooned to like a 4.58, like his worst year as far as ERA goes outside like his rookie year in 70 innings, but like the FIP was still there. It's, it's the White Sox are just in shambles this year. Like everyone just sucked mm -hmm. for them. <laughs> you know, it was like some of them bad years, but like the underlying nine underlying numbers still were pretty good. I'm sorry, Jim, like Jared Jones doesn't get it done. Yeah. If the Pirates were to have White. Dylan Cease right now in the same situation, 
and another team is offering you know me what? Jared Jones and Lonnie That's White, I'm point. saying hell no. We are going off on Ben Charrington if that happened. Absolutely. If, if the Pirates traded Dylan well, Cease, Jared Jones, and Lonnie Jones. White, it would not be a fun show. <laughs> I don't know if I would have taken that for Musgrove. And I'll tell you, these Twitter trades, who are these people on Twitter making these dumb trade ideas? God, I hate this season. Yeah, what a Jud- Judston's already quote tweeted <laughs> Jim, Jim's scenario 13 times right now and broke it down why it's a terrible deal for the White Sox. <laughs> Either way, I, yeah, I would like to have him. Yes. You make the phone call. I just think the ask is a decent bit more than what Jim is offering here. Like GM, Jim Sherrington, that's not getting it done. Yeah, maybe on your dumb game it will. That's why your, your game's dumb. <laughs> maybe that maybe that's just diluted Jim's mind. Right. <laughs> but again, Dylan Cease fits this mold. I, I just feel like the what I will say, like what I did say before though, a few shows few shows back was I don't want to make a trade for a first baseman because I just feel like you'll just 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 spend money on those guys. Yeah. Don't give up prospect capital for a first baseman. Utilize it on somebody else. Dylan Cease is that player. I just, again, outside of what Jim's thinking, I think it's going to cost way more than a Jared Jones and Lonnie White. I don't know if Ben Charrington is willing to do it, but he does have the pro. Well, he has the quantity of prospects. How many of the quality do you really want to give up for Dylan Cease also? That's it's going to be what they have to discuss internally. All right. What else? Any other pitchers you want to like dive into tonight? Um, Maybe just one more I want to mention a hell no to, and it's Jack Flaherty. I, I don't oh, know. a hell no. Okay. He's a hell no for me. I just think he's a douchebag in general. His whole little thing about like his velocity being down, and, uh, that's just, you guys don't know anything about it. No, you're just through like a pud. Go away. <laughs> I just don't like the guy. It was super down the beginning last year, too. Yeah, and just, no. Just hell no. He came up in Kenny's article as well. I just want to throw a big old hell no on him. Now, also, he stinks. I am looking. I mean, it's still the lowest, right? But it was a, it averaged 93.2 last year. But I know he was hitting like 87. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Early on, he was terrible. Like in April, right? So, like, it did normalize a little bit. So, that's that's good. It wasn't that that bad all year. But I don't hate Flaherty. I don't, but it's still one of those things. It's like, I, I need more certainty. Like, if you're truly going to do it, there's way too many question marks on this team. If you're going out the free agency, you have to get two pitchers. One could be that one year. Severino, Velasquez that we talked about. But like this, you have to get a dude. We can discuss the level of that dude, but there ought to be a guy that you bring in that you say, you're going to take the ball every five days. You're going to get the job done. And all things point yeah. to you're giving us 150 innings plus. Honestly, it just it reminded me too much of Hedges with this little catcher thing where he's just telling us we don't understand the art of it. No, you suck. Right. I don't need it. So I'm a hard pass on him. Okay. I'm not I a hard pass. That. But oh, again, he, pass. he's on my like Mania. It's like it's. It's there. I don't hate it, but also for I the want record, more. like it's mentioned in the chat here, if anybody can fix low velocity, it's the pirates. 
He might be throwing 82 by the time he's done here. But it's only but it's Flaherty and Marine coming together. They're they're double big braining. Like you don't understand how yeah. good 82 is. You really don't understand the science behind this. <laughs> the reason the reason he had a down here last year is because he only threw as low as 88. If he was throwing 82, he would have been good. <laughs> them are rookie numbers. Let's bump them up. <laughs> All right. So done with a little pitching talk here. Uh, I know we dived into Hayward. Is there like any other outfit you really want to discuss? I know we've kind of no, talked about a few, but not really in particular, to be honest with you. Nobody really catches my eye right now. Outfield wise. Yeah. And there's so many of them that. Yeah. And they're all just kind of meh. So what about first baseman? Ah, there's one that I feel like has been linked to the Pirates since I've been born. Who? Brandon Belt. I feel like he's just been linked with this team forever. I have said again, I would much rather use prospect capital to trade for something else. Mm -hmm. It's just what sucks is like the first base market is piss poor. Brennan Belt's about one of the only, like him and Reese Haas. Reese is probably, if you're talking price point, especially for a first baseman, I mean, they could do it. Again, we're talking about $20 million a year. Shouldn't be out of like the Pirates price point. They should be able to do something like that. But also, if you're looking about a first baseman at $20 million, maybe I can understand if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But like Brandon Belt just makes a whole lot of sense for the Pirates. And this right. goes back to my whole Connor Joe thing. You know, Brandon Belt, perfect, good side of the platoon. Like, if you want to find a way to get Connor Joe's bat in there as well, you know, I think Brandon Belt makes a lot of sense. That, that's that flexibility. The whole, again, the Connor Joe, Brandon Belt, like you can mix and match, whatever. You're getting the best out of both of them. Brandon Belt makes a whole lot of sense for me. Yeah, for me too. He's he's still good. He had a really good year in Toronto. He's getting up there in age. Um, Honestly, probably would have been a better choice to go with last year rather than what they did. Would have spent probably the same amount of money, but hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, he's he's honestly one of the very few I think I'd be okay with going after at first base. And like I said, I just feel like he's been linked with this team forever. Maybe it's just Twitter rumors that are coming back in the back of my brain, but it feels like Brina Bell was made to be a pirate. Well, right, like I mean, Bridge of October just says Brandon Bell said he would retire or go to a World Series favorite. So like you said, he's linked to the Pirates. To be a pirate. Easy. Right. Correct. Get it done tomorrow. I don't understand this comment. This just tells me that he's going to sign with Pittsburgh because he won't retire. He's with a World Series favorite now. Because you listen to the beginning of our show, the Pirates have found the inefficiency. They stacked up on the cash. That's all this team does. Finds the <laughs> <Right>. inefficiencies. <laughs> They are the inefficiency. <laughs> but um, again, that's that's kind of what sucks, right? They probably are going to have to make a trade to get like the first baseman they want. I mean, that's probably what it's going to be. But if we're talking free agency. Brandon Belt just makes all the sense in the world. We're going to end up with Carlos Santana again. What are we doing? Probably. 
again, in the show notes, we talked about what we would do, but we also say what the pirates are going to do. And I feel like that's probably what it's going to be because they're not going to go after Brandon belt. Like the price point in their eyes isn't there. They're going to settle for Carlos Santana. You get the Santana vibes again. It's one of those things though, too. Like I don't, I don't hate a Santana return. I can settle on it, but just know that is settling on first base. So if you've already settled on first base, then you better go all out on the starting pitching or elsewhere, yeah. but especially starting pitching. You know, like, so again, if we talk about Eduardo Rodriguez, if it's ends up being Rodriguez and then settling for Velasquez and Santana, are you okay with that? Or do you want a Brandon Belt, Manaya? They need pitching way Flaherty. too badly, man. So if it ends up that they say, listen, we're putting all our ducks in the basket, all our eggs in the basket, <laughs> all our ducks in the basket, all the ducks, all the ducks, Easter's only seven months away or something. Uh, if we put all our eggs in the basket on pitching and we settle for Santana, and again, this isn't like they have to, we're, we're pirate fans. We're saying this, is what's going to happen. Would you be okay with that? I would be more okay with that. And I think if I'm given the option, I'm going to put all my eggs into the pitching basket than the first base basket. Mm -hmm. um, especially because Brandon Belt's 35 years old, going to be 36. We're putting all our ducks in the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what came first, the duck or the egg? <laughs> but if I'm, if I'm forced to pick there, I'm going to go ahead and go with the, pitching part of it because there's there's just way too much of a need there and we haven't seen a good rotation on this in this organization in a very long time yeah and i I'm am so you. tired of bullpen games in ardo i'm with you though too i will be okay if they settle on like a santana type also because again let me talk like the first base market isn't that great so if you go ahead and say hey listen santana come back it's a good price point. You're a good mentor. You're good defensively, which again, like you haven't seen one of those guys in forever. Also probably going to be out league average, maybe even less than that next year. Maybe. Right. But you put him at his best. That's all the thing too. Like the Connor Joe, like platoon doesn't really work out there. Yeah. So you got, I'm not gonna say more creative, but it creates more hardship of finding guys in the lineup. Um, like at their best, but regardless, right. Like St. there, okay, it's 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 okay, it's it's good enough. We can settle with that, but the, like you gotta go on a pitching. Like that's where you gotta really expose and make this team better. Yeah, yeah, you you they gotta get an arm. If first base gets ignored because of that, you you can figure first base out. Um, who's to say Henry Davis doesn't end up there? There's there's a lot of options that could end up at first base. And I know this team's ignored first base for a very long time. Since you've been born, which is why Brandon Belt has been connected every year. That is true. So, yeah, like, those names sound fun for first base, but as we've talked about a bunch of times, you can get first base for cheap. This team just doesn't know how to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is. What's funny is like you keep talking, like you know, you can find a first baseman unless you're the power. For God's sake, Brandon Belt was signed for ten million dollars last year, and he had a one thirty-eight WRC plus. The and they spent signed that Choi on two guys and Santana and got like half of that. Right. 
Yeah. So like, yeah, you can get it for cheap. Just figure out how to do it. <laughs> yep. So I don't know. I know we talked a good bit here. Talked about how we think free like play out. We talked about some free agents and fits for the pirates. So I don't know anything else you want to talk about. Any other names, players? There's not any names Stop. right now that jump out at me. I'm sure they'll come along as we progress through this offseason. We're going to have about three other names probably every single week we want to talk about that we just haven't at this point. And I'm sure when Jim jumps back on, he's going to have some stupid names that he's really interested in that will never, ever be pirates. Just dumb trades, even. Yeah. Like, we're going to have to talk about who knows now. We're going to be talking about Otani next week. Let's be honest. If he's talking about Jones for Cease, like, I'm just, I'm not looking for this offseason. Nothing but WNS9 pluses, all guests, less Jim. Yeah, and like you know, he's gonna be the type that's gonna like make us go on twenty minutes late. We can't have that around here. No, because he's he's got to talk. He's got to get that in. Because Jim's the smartest person in the room. He's got to tell you that Jared Jones for Dylan Cease will work. He's gonna bring these dumb trades up all off season. Yeah, and then and then we're gonna be sitting here waiting. It's gonna be nine twenty. He's not gonna show up. And the we're faces gonna be like, of NS nine. I guess we can't podcast because the dummy just didn't show up today and then he's going to show up randomly like we can't have that no so let's get out of here <laughs> all right <laughs> we shouldn't have any of this either <laughs> but no again thank you all for watching uh we'll be back i don't think there's oh friday yeah the, the new show that cody's doing we'll be back oh, yeah. friday cody's having bucking around him and fort and then after that, I guess we'll be back again next week with maybe a Starbucks in the morning. If not, of course, and it's not live. It's the off season. We're back every Wednesday doing this, or if not a WNS nine plus with guests and such, uh, nothing scheduled yet in that sense, but we're back. Oh, we'll see you again. Hey, we're, we're here every day on the blog. Oh yeah. In the blog, check us, check Kenny out <laughs> all the ways you can take that statement. <laughs> we're, we're out of here. All right, peace out, folks. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks. Oh, oh, oh.